Not long ago, in a far-off corner of a place called the Internet, a revolution was born. Forged in the fires of common experience, the survivors of a mysterious movie known only as A Talking Cat came together. Their purpose, to dissect this fascinating failure of a film and broadcast their findings through the cosmos in hopes that future generations might learn from their mistakes. Some would call them heroes, others would call them mad, but despite the grueling road ahead of them, the group would take up the Sisyphean task and become a talking cast? Are they adventurers, sinner as a savior's or Are they demented, love the punishment, I can't be sure But one thing I do know is that the mission here to force To make your life so hard that you'll be pissing on your kitchen floor Hello and welcome to A Talking Cast The A Talking Cat podcast that nobody asked for I'm your host, Sammy C And here with me is my guest, Mr. Chuck Williamson Hello Hello Welcome to the show, thank you so much for being our guest Yeah, thanks for having me It's uh, a pleasure <laughs> Wait, that that hesitant delight is is the bread and butter of the show so this is episode 30 and for those of you following along at home that is uh 2901 through 30 and without further ado i'm just gonna get right into the summary so this minute starts with an establishing shot of the outside of the porn mansion a punishingly long establishing shot i might add it's an extremely long establishing shot like all of the establishing shots in this movie i i recently rewatched it and i think that establishing shots take up about 40 minutes of this film i would hate to be discombobulated while i'm watching a talking cat so <laughs> yeah <you> exactly because <laughs> i mean there's there's one scene there's one sequence where they just switch rooms and they do an establishing shot of the outside of the house every time they're in a different room. So then, after the punishingly long establishing shot of the poolside of the porn mansion, we get Phil and Duffy hanging out in bed. Phil's in bed in his pajamas. He's, uh, Duffy is hanging out on his bed because, you know, when a stray cat that keeps breaking and entering into your house, you just let him hang out with you on your bed. You're just like, come on, let's watch a movie. So uh, then uh, Phil and Duffy are watching Bogart movies, uh, which... On a porn bed. The aforementioned... Yeah. (laughs) The aforementioned Bogart movie marathon, because, you know, that's the thing that happens. And I take umbrage with his knowledge of classical cinema for many reasons, and I'm sure you do <laughs> yes. as well, right? Yes, I definitely do. Yeah, it's kind of... I'll, I'll let you I'll let you get into it. Okay, well, I just have two it. points. Number one, that's not Humphrey Bogart that he's doing an impression of, right? He begins with this, what, no. <laughs> this quote-unquote horrible Bogart impression. That's not Bogart. That's Edward G. Robinson. He's doing all the yeah, see, you know, he's he's continually punctuating yeah. every sentence with a saying. And the quote, and I've got this written down, you ain't no good, see, you know, I hate to do this to you, but, ah, uh, and he adds the ah, uh. I, I don't know if that's a part of the quote, or yeah. if he's just, he's just riffing, I don't know. But yeah, uh, I might have to fill you full of lead, see, because a man's got to <laughs> do what a man's got to do. Uh, I googled that quote. Not a single Bogart film to be found. I'm not sure where this quote comes from. 
other than like Johnny Whitaker's <laughs> demented imagination of what a Bogart film <laughs> might be. I I don't know. Yeah, exactly, exactly. And he's like, he's like, man, I love Bogart movies. Do you like Bogart movies, Duffy? And it's like, have you seen a Bogart no, movie? No, you Paul? haven't. You're, <laughs> now, here's the strange thing: we do hear some rumbling on the TV as, and it sounds like Humphrey Bogart. I don't know if yeah. it's. Yeah, I don't know if there was some public domain Humphrey Bogart movie they were able to acquire. I haven't, I you know, I couldn't figure it out Yeah, because I know they didn't pay for the rights. Maybe that's where the, the, the most of the budget, I, that's, maybe that's where most of the budget for the movie went. Yeah, that, you know what, if they sprung for the rights for the audio, not the visuals, because we never see the TV, Yeah, there might actually not be a TV in that room. I don't think there's a shot of the yep, TV. Yeah, there probably no. isn't. Uh, <laughs> um, <laughs> But yeah, you do hear the audio of Humphrey Bogart. So he's clearly watching a Humphrey Bogart movie, but he persists in doing this weird Edward G. Robinson impersonation. It's infuriating. Yeah, and it's like I don't know. I mean, I'm I my I'll admit my like my classic film education is pretty sparse, but I don't I don't think Humphrey Bogart is really known for like that like kind of nah, nah, style of film like he's kind of the leading I've, man i've never know, seen like, or heard humphrey bogart go yeah see you know and he asked duffy if he likes bogart movies and duffy again is thinking loudly you know now that T- duffy has spoken you have to pay attention to his face oh yes you to do tell whether he's speaking or thinking um, you have to see if the hell mouth opens, but we'll get <laughs> oh, to that God. later. <laughs> and Duffy thinks loudly, your impression is terrible, but the movies look good, but there are not enough cats. Which leads me to a pun that's inevitable, Catsablanca? Yes. Oh, maybe. I'm into it. <laughs> I apologize to everyone listening, but it just had to be said, Catsablanca. <laughs> and then, as Phil is... Phil likes to do, and everybody in this movie really likes to do, is just think aloud at Duffy. He goes, Duffy, what am I going to do? Which is great, because it's a total non sequitur. He goes from this bad, (laughs) bogey impersonation, put that in air quotes, to this like sort of existential Mm -hmm. angst. There's no transition. He's like, I love Humphrey Bogart, but I don't know who he is, and I'm going to make all these impressions, and yay, Bogart movie. And then, I'm sad about the fact that I'm retired. What am I going to do, Duffy? And the Hellmouth opens. You want Matthew McConaughey to navigate a spaceship into that bad boy and see what's on the other side. And Duffy says, try taking a long walk in the woods. (laughs) Which, again... That's the most cryptic advice ever. Duffy Duffy is super, like, you know, this whole movie is about Duffy finding a family to help, finding families to help, and then helping them. But he helps them by just making, like, out-of-nowhere suggestions. He's just like, hey, open your laptop. I can only talk to you once, and all I have to tell you is open your laptop or go on a walk. Go on a walk in the woods. He's like the giant from Twin Peaks giving Cooper directions to the Black Lodge. (laughs) Yes, exactly. It's like, take a long walk in the woods. And then, you know, they do the classic movie thing where if there's somebody talking that's not supposed to be talking and the person's distracted, they just respond without noticing that they're talking to a cat so phil's like yeah i thought about taking a trail out there and then there was you know the inevitable surprise face and the music cue (sighs) the music (laughs) 
the music. Okay, let's stop. <laughs> the happy theme music that is like, I don't know, better suited to something circus related in my opinion. Yeah. It's like a it's like it becomes a Fellini film or something all of a sudden. <laughs> yes, it's great. Yes. And then he kind of reaches to pause the movie and that's where our minute ends. Which I appreciate the fact that he took the trouble to pause the movie uh <laughs> and didn't just let Humphrey Bogart talk over <laughs> The, the the rumblings of the hell mouth. He's very polite to the cat. The cat the cat starts talking to him, and so he go ahead and goes ahead and pauses the movie. And he yeah, goes, let me hear what you have to say, Duffy. <laughs> <laughs> Please, you first. <laughs> yes. Oh, go ahead. So, do you have any stray thoughts about this minute? Stray like a cat. There is one thing that I wanted to bring up. And it yes. is the weird picture of a horse that's on <laughs> in the bedroom. It's it's beside like this pile of candles and the canopy bed. Is that was was this shot at Prince's house? What's going on? Yeah, yeah. I let's just talk about the bedroom for a minute because it is like a canopy bed with a lot of like soft fabrics hanging around it. It's very like romancy looking bed. It does not look like the bed of a single dude. No, this is a total fuck pad. There are, you know, candles on the on the bedside table. Everything's like very white and flowy and it's just it's weird. No. And it just gives more more um evidence to the fact that this mansion that they're shooting in is probably usually used for porn. Oh, one hundred percent. The only thing that's missing it are like a trail of roses. Uh, <laughs> yes. It's missing a trail of roses, and that's about it. <laughs> yes. Leading all the way to Johnny Whitaker's lap. Oh God, no. <laughs> but, yeah, and so it's just like it's just the most bizarre it, it just it, I don't know. You keep the more I watch this movie, the more I just am like, really no effort was put into this. It just it continues to amaze me how little is done. Okay, here's our set for the single dad to be his bedroom. Oh, we have this bedroom. It's super gauzy and romantic. Whatever. Let's do that one. Maybe he can, like, rip his shirt off halfway through the scene as well. I don't know. Thank you for going through this minute with me. I think that about wraps up our discussion. Um, so thank you so much for listening. Don't forget to follow us on Twitter at A Talking Cat and on Facebook slash A Talking Cat. And, well, thank you so much, Chuck, for being our guest. Yeah, thanks. And uh, thank you guys for listening. Bye. Bye. Minute by minute. That's what they'll be diving in to shed some clarity on this hilariously failed attempt. So grab a friend and crack a beer with them and listen in. The talking cast is about to begin. That was episode 30 of A Talking Cast. Your host was Sammy C with guest host Chuck Williamson. Edited by Darren Husted. Music by Casey Trimble. Voiceover by John Kowaleski. Artwork by Josh Hollis. Executive producers Sarah Cantor and Darren Husted. Copyright 2015. All rights reserved. This podcast is not affiliated with Rapid Heart Productions. A Talking Cat is owned by Rapid Heart Productions. No infringement is intended. We all miss you, Linda Ahers.